May grace and mercy and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his newborn Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. What has happened since yesterday? What happened from 10.23 a.m. yesterday, December 31st, to maybe about 10.23 today, January 1st? You and I have moved. We have traveled some 20,000 miles in the past 24 hours. That's what happens on this God-created earth as it revolves around its God-created axis. And though I can get dizzy on a merry-go-round, I don't feel my head spinning at all. And we've moved more than that. In the past 24 hours, traveling at 67,000 miles per hour, this God-created earth has begun its 365-day orbit around the God-created sun. Frequent flyer miles? Really? Events happening in the yesterday of the salvation story are ours to remember today. Events that are still happening, which is what Galatians 3, the epistle, tells us. May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts as we ponder God's word, which reveals all that happened and happens until Christ and in Christ and into Christ and in Christ because we are Christ's. People God dearly loves. This New Year's Day is also the day the church remembers the eighth day of Jesus' life on earth. Somewhere in Bethlehem, probably no longer in the shed or the cave or the courtyard in which he was born, this newborn Jewish baby is circumcised and given the name Jesus. The name given, as I said to the children, which many of you would know already, that the angel gave to both Mary and Joseph months before the Messiah was born. Why does this action matter? Why is it recorded in Holy Scripture? Why do God's people consider this on the first day of 2023, the first day of every new year? Because of what the Apostle Paul writes in verses 23 and 24 of Galatians 3. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. In the very next chapter of Galatians, Paul instructs first century disciples and 21st century disciples with these words. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. The law was our captor. The law held us prisoners. The law was our guardian. The law had to be followed. And Jesus kept that law for us by the circumcision knife. All of this was true until Christ came. Then the law is fulfilled because the law is kept perfectly and we are set free. We are no longer captives. For after Christ came, after his holy life and his holy suffering and his holy death, faith trusts his saving work. We have failed. 
we will fail again. We have fallen short. We will fall short again in 23. But faith confesses that it is finished. Our work, our attempted work for our salvation is canceled. Now, as Paul writes in verse 26, In Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. All the Galatians and all of us, sons of God, daughters of God, no more guardians, but now a father, now an older brother, now a family. For faith has come. Faith, which are the beggar's hands open to receive the Holy Spirit's gifts. Faith, which clings to Christ by the Holy Spirit's power. And faith, which confesses the name of Christ For as we read in 1 Corinthians 12, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. But there is more to our new identity. Verse 27 of today's epistle declares, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You and I didn't choose our human families. I didn't choose to be a Bars. Connie didn't choose to be a Landbauer. Roman, you didn't choose to be a Benavides. Grace, you didn't choose to be a Robinson. But something has happened. We have been moved, not on that spinning planet Earth orbiting us around, but from outsiders to belongers. Because we didn't choose our spiritual family either. God does the choosing. God does the adopting. When water was poured over you in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, you weren't baptized into the Lutheran Church or into the Roman Catholic Church or into the Methodist Church. You were baptized into Christ. Baptized into Christ. You were baptized into his death, into his burial, and into his resurrection, into his body, the church. Whether you were given a baptismal garment at the font, as we do here at Crown of Life, or whether you might have been clothed in a gown passed down from generation to generation, you put on Christ, which means you were given, and you still wear, the righteousness of Christ. Yes, you were, and you are a sinner. This past year is filled with the evidence And this new year will provide more evidence. But God declares you one of his saints, 100% holy in Christ, the one you have put on in baptism. There is still more, more reason for us to celebrate, not with massive crowds and bright fireworks on New Year's Eve, but with this, excuse me, but with this crowd in this place on New Year's Day the day of our Lord's circumcision and naming. In verse 28, Paul writes to the Galatians and to us, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. All are one with all their differences. And Paul lists them, some Jews, some Greeks, some slaves, some never enslaved, and probably even owners of slaves, some male, some female. Really, the inspired apostle could have added some young, some old, some new believers, some believers for many years. With all of these adjectives, 
Paul also describes us. But despite all of our differences in age and color and background and spiritual journeys, we are one, one in Christ. We don't make it happen. It is one more gift of the Spirit, one more blessing from the Father who sees no distinctions between those he adopts as his children. And here is the final blessing of this word of God in Galatians 3, it's verse 28. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Abraham was told that he would have a son, and he waited and waited. And from that promised son, he would become the father of a great nation, more than the stars of the sky, more than the grains of sand on the seashore. And we, with Christians of all time and every place, are this offspring, which means we are heirs. Heirs wait. They wait for their inheritance. Sometimes they are disappointed. Sometimes they are elated. Our inheritance is beyond calculation. It is, and I'm borrowing words from Ephesians, it is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. It is more than we could ask or imagine. It is riches in place of poverty through Jesus' death on the cross and his third day victory. We want things to be different. We want to be different which is why we make and try to keep New Year's resolutions. But we are different already. NIL is a big deal in college sports. Who knows what that means? Hands? Okay. Yeah, it's mostly guys, I figured. NIL stands for Name Image Likeness. It's a policy approved by the NCAA in 2021, allowing college athletes to profit from their names their images, their likenesses. It means a volleyball player from Texas Tech can market T-shirts with her name on them. It means football players from UTSA can sign endorsement deals with Red McCombs Ford. It means that a triple jumper from the University of Nebraska can start a YouTube cooking channel and make money from it. But NIL started a long time ago. It started with the birth and the mission of Christ Jesus. We have Christ's name. It is ours because of and since holy baptism, for we are named Christ ones, those who follow Jesus. We bear Christ's image. It is on us, traced with the cross, the sign of his righteousness and his forgiveness. We show Christ's likeness. We are like the shepherds outside of Bethlehem, telling all those we encounter the good news of a Savior who is the same yesterday and today and forever. Yesterday in 2022, today in 2023, forever, as we are heirs of Jesus' promise to be with us always to the end of the age and to take us to be with him for all of eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.